They've finally come to take you away, then. Are you mad as well? Guilty. He's the boss. Oh, give us a job. I've already got one reprobate, thanks very much. Jimmy the Purr and the Ogg Monster. Oh, bloody hell. What's the weather like up there? Oh, I've heard that before. The parents put you in a grow bag when you were little, did they? That's old one. Let's grow ourselves a big, lanky, goggle-eyed freak All right, calm down, mate. There's no need to get No, no, I was not joining in. Oh, you fatty as soon as I saw you. No, I was joining in with what? No, don't have a go at the eyes, because that is a stigmatism that I've had from the age of five. So that's what makes them a bit bulbous. So don't just... I didn't call you like whale man or the no, blubber no. man. No, yeah, but I don't go around calling myself the mong boy. Well, I don't either. I call myself the og monster. I'm not going to call you the og monster. Well, that's my name, isn't no, it? No, it's not. What's your real name? Nathan. It's a good name. Is it? Yes. I call you Nathan. I didn't call you face. What, what is. What's the matter with him?
Hi Tom. We going? Oh. If you want. MLPP forty-two. <clears throat> there is five. He's been discharged from the sick bay. He's he's run. He's just running here with a IV still in his arm and his hospital gown on. It's nihilism. Hi there, happy to be back, glad to be back from the very precipice of death. Well, as long as you're okay now, weren't you diabetes again, was it? No, no, it was was not. It was not, it was mental illness. You don't have to tell me, I was just making a (laughs) diabetes joke. Oh. Uh, I'll be alright with diabetes today, I've I've had like half a packet of hobnobs. That may seem counterproductive, but the fibre in the oats helps me live. <laughs> the fibre in the oats helps with your diabetes. It does. I just don't know if you're being sarcastic anymore. <laughs> yeah, so we had our live music special last week while you while you weren't alive, and it went it went all right. I think I uh, held held it together. We'll be back after a quick break. Is real music dying? What even is real music and who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird and the deep questions. And we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in. And go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. How did the big book go? Any incidents? Fucking listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not reliving it. You had had a pleasant weekend? No, I'm working. But luckily, you're here now. Yeah. Slid to the left or whatever, and... Um, I can't complain too much, because I've done nothing. I was going to say, you've just told me you've done fuck all, so... 
Yeah. But if my manager's listening, Janice, I'm so sorry I've not got swamp like back to you because I've been swamped. Absolutely swamped. New new series last week didn't count because I had to do it on my own, so just sort of made it up a bit. The random record, you will have heard, uh, was Annihilate This Week from, I think it's fair to say, uh, Black Flag's rubbishest album, Loose Nut. I think that was the best of a bad bunch, I think. What Would you have chosen that one? Um, no. What would you have chosen? From what, from that album? Not, yeah. I would have just spun the record thing again. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> Take the point out of it. Uh, and also, we had an email. We're going to try this thing if people email saying, hey, guys, can you play our song? We're going to drop it in straight after the random record. And this was the, what they called the Randells. The Randells, yes. And they're from Sweden? Yes. Europe. They're from Europe. Big old place, big old place. Kev Aper got in touch, didn't he? And he, I'm not going to do an impression of him. Not like the D-cracks. And, and <laughs> yeah, he, he said, can you give the album some love? And we said, yes, Kevin, we can. So what what, what song did you choose? I chose, I don't know why I bother texting you these anymore. Well, because I don't want to look at my phone, but I will, I'll just do it. I'll just. No, it. I've got it. I've got it. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> it's good. I don't want to be a deadbeat anymore. Yes, is it? Yes, it is. Yeah. So, so that was that was good. Uh, and uh, yeah, you, you, me, Mr. Nihilism, get to go first with the old song choice today. So, what you got? It's the um, it's the new Teenage Bottle Rocket single. Good shout. And it's called Ghost Story from their upcoming album, Sick Sesh. Well, let's see if it's as sick as the sesh that they're making out they're having. Let's give it a listen and come back. I didn't mean-
story cause I'm dead and you're alive. Teenage Bottle Rocket. The album's called Six Ash Baby. Not yes. Baby, just Six Ash. Yeah. And uh, I can exclusively reveal, because obviously this is audio only, the cover for this one is going to be the orange and white skull. And, mm. Yeah. There you go. So Come under a lot of fire lately, the old bottlos. Why? Um, they were doing a few shows in America. And there were two pricing structures, one for the vaccinated, which was about $18, and one for the unvaccinated, which was $1,000. Welcome, welcome to the free market. I don't know. I don't think they had that much to do with it. I think it was no, more of course a venue didn't. thing. Yeah, but it's a promoter. Fucking Jesus Christ. I don't, think, I don't think he's doing the shows. <laughs> For a thousand dollars, you'd expect him to yeah. show his face at least, but no, JC isn't isn't going to be there. No, guesticles, guesticles. And we're not going to talk about the um, the match last night. We can do. Did Did you enjoy the soccer game last night? Which, when this goes out, will be ancient history. I did, for the most part. I was wearing my Apple Watch through it, and of course, that measures your heart rate, and it kept like pinging at me, going, "Easy, old fella." <laughs> 125 was the most it got up to. Okay, now, people kept saying it was boring. I thought it was really exciting. It was. It was. But England expects, don't they? So. <sighs> to be honest, I'm going to use a old school word now. The, the amount of hubris that was floating around, thank you, um, <laughs> before, like, oh, Scotland get battered everywhere they go. How many are we going to turn them over by? Fucking deserved it. We deserved that. Deserved it. The fans deserved it. The players deserved it. Everyone deserved it. You can't go around. It's just, oh, it's like that massive clock Hamburg had in their stadium that counted how long they'd been in the Bundesliga. It's just fucking asking for trouble. <laughs> that soon got reset, didn't it? Just, well, no, it was up for like 60-odd years, but sooner <laughs> or later, you're going to look foolish with that. And, yeah, you can't keep going on, oh, this lot of shit, we're going to absolutely do them, and then don't. And then Southgate Out was trending earlier on as well. Oh, that's that's brilliant, though. He only got them to a World Cup semi-final a couple of years ago, but, you know, off your fuck. Somebody said it was insulting to compare them last night to the golden generation. Well, technically, they've achieved more than the well, golden generation did. Absolutely. Absolutely, Who's your pick for the Euros, Tom? My pick? Germany, probably, because if they win, I get 48 quid. Nice. Sweepstake. Or Poland, but there's no odds at play. It's just a, a sweepstake. Who did you get in your office sweepstake? Uh, I have Croatia and the winners, uh, the Netherlands. That, that's, a, that's a possibility, isn't it? In a football. Yeah. Oh, we had to do a thing at work as well. We had to make a funny team name for your team because we're doing a thing. And ours won, and it was Fiorentina Turner. Very good. Thank you. Guests. Guesticles. Bit of a big deal at the minute, aren't they? they are Massive. Sort of Massive deal. Huge. It's it's the Rage of Nathans. I'm not sure who or how many we're getting. At least one of them. Do you think we'll get Nathan himself? <laughs> 
Yeah, that's a good question. It's a bit of a weird band name, isn't it? I'm sure that'll pop up. I'm not sure if it's uh, Bebobbed, but it usually is. The Big Book of Bullshit was filled full within about three quarters of an hour, weren't it? And we did get a notification from the Nathans themselves saying they're happy to answer all of them. Well, that's pretty useful, because if they weren't, we'd be up shit creek, really, wouldn't we? Yeah, and we cut Duco off of the past this time as well. <laughs> the, the boy who cried wolf, Duco, I don't know if they have uh, that story in the Netherlands there. There probably is a serial killer who made a point of crying wolf. Or wolf. Oh, oh! before we go in to Rage and Nathan's, I've I had a very bittersweet experience this afternoon. Oh no! Yes, I was on the uh, last ever fuck punk show. We'll be back after a quick break. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast Audio Branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. I was just letting that sink in for the listeners there. Because it's uh, an occasion. No, yeah. You've got to give people some recovery time. Yeah, it was, it was good laugh. Yeah. Good fun. Old uh, John Bates from Off Born Shit Stirrers, obviously, he's the host of that. Mark Sweary McGill. John. Sweary John, yeah. Mark McGill from Dan Announced was on there. Top laugh. Looking, yeah. Heaps. Oh, golly, was just go- coming on as I left from uh, Diaz Brothers. Who recently celebrated a birthday this week. Happy birthday, Golly. Yes, happy birthday. Uh, so, yeah, RIP. Fuck punk, thanks for the lols and the swears and the accents that, if you're really pissed, you can't understand them. Well, he had a good run, 50 shows. They're all up on the internet for the old posterity. Yeah. Uh, John and Paul, okay, the Scottish Serpent, we, we salute you. Shall we break people in with a bit of brand new Rage and Nathans to start? Yes, let's. Okay. Well, should we go with the title track off the new album? Yes, let's. Good. I was hoping you'd say that because it's Waste My Heart from the album Waste My Heart, which is new and it's out sort of now-ish, I think. Let's listen to it and then we'll have a chat with uh, Mr. Josh from the Nathans.
Thanks, Tom. Dayton is the sixth largest city in the state of Ohio and the county seat of Montgomery County. A small part of the city extends into Greene County. The 2019 U.S. Census estimate put the city population at 140,040, while Greater Dayton was estimated to be at 803,416 residents. Do you want to just get going with it or wait for the other guys? Oh, fuck them. (laughs) Fine. Josh from the Raging Nathans, welcome. How are you today? I'm I'm well. How are you? Okay. Uh, yeah. Just been sitting around the house having a lazy Saturday. It's been it's been pretty good. Uh, how's the new album going? Because it seems to be everywhere. I I think it's going good. I I'm excited to hear that. It's it's hard for me. It's it's always been hard for me to kind of get a grip on like what is actually happening. Like with with this band because um uh, I'm I'm just like um I don't know how I don't know who's actually listening to it. You know what I mean? Like I don't know how many people are actually liking it or if you know it's just largely been unheard by people or what. So I think it's going well. It seems to be getting some, you know, pe- nice reviews and things people saying nice things about it. But um as far as like how it's really doing i don't know because <laughs> I, I i'd have a better answer if i was listening to something else <laughs> okay. i can tell you josh the top track uh on spotify is waste my heart with 9829 plays sounds sounds about right you know we got really lucky with um the last one with oppositional defiance because for some reason you know i had it set up where i had like three singles come out before the record came out and mm-hmm. each one of the singles got picked up by like this editorial playlist on Spotify. And so that record, like, I mean, it would, a lot of people listened to it or it got like a lot of plays, you know, like, like three times as much as, as the waste my heart one. And then the waste my heart stuff didn't get picked up by any of those playlists. So it didn't get played as much, but I think that more people are like kind of, um, maybe not like discovering it, but going like, actually, maybe like we're, we're actually a band right now that people will be like, Oh, they put out a new record. Like I'm going to go listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. So we've jumped, we've jumped the gun a little bit. What we usually do is ask people to explain how the band got started and when. Um, yeah, that band has been around since around 2009, I think. Um, I was at this place. There used to be this place called the Dayton Dirt Collective. So it was like an all ages um, collective downtown Dayton that uh, a lot of bands came through. It was only around for like two years or three years, maybe. But I was in a band with one of the other dudes. I, I walked outside and, and these two guys were talking, Nick and Derek, and they were talking about um, just like the kind of band, this, this band that they wanted to start. I just literally overheard them talking and I was like, I was like, I want to be in a band like that. I think that's what I said. I said, I want to be in that band. And then the next day, him, so Nick, Derek, and I got together at Derek's mom's house, and we wrote. I think we, we, we've always had a particular way of writing things, so we didn't, like, write any songs together. I came with one, and I think Nick came with one. Um, one of them was Going Down, which was on the first 7-inch and the first, the first LP. Um, I forget what the other song was. 
but uh yeah after that man i mean that we 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 played together we put out like a demo in 2010 but largely we didn't do anything for like years till like really like 2014 we put out at seven inch in 2012 we put out a couple splits and you know here and there but we were all involved in other bands so like the raging nathans was always it was like a it was a dick joke it was a it was a side project you know you know like a raging nathan and that was it man like we never really we never really thought of ourselves as anything more than than a than a you know a good time or like a funny joke or like you know but but people people our friends always liked us and then when all of our other bands kind of like dissolved we all we all started taking this pretty seriously and then you know only in the even even then though if you look like it was four years in between the first album and the second album so like you know we only really started taking this band seriously you know in 2018 or so so pretty recently but we've done a you know done a lot in that 10 years that we've been or whatever 12 years we've been a band had you've, people come and go you've been over here haven't you Yes, two or three times. Yeah, I saw you one or three times at Rebellion Festival in Blackpool. Um, mm-hmm. Cause some genius put you on the uh, introducing stage, didn't they? Johnny and, Wawa. Uh, and it was fucking full to capacity. And I say introducing stage, there wasn't really a stage. It was a floor. I could see you. Yeah. The, from about there, from the from your nose upwards, just sort of bobbing around. I was at the back because I just couldn't get anywhere near the front. Uh, but it was fucking good. Thanks, dude. That was one of like I remember that show, and I was so stoked, man. I was just so stoked to fucking be at that place, you know, yeah. with all those bands and just. I mean, it's like everyone's got a, a story about you know who you bumped into or it's just like there's just the craziest you know punk rock heroes walking around but that introducing stage was great man like we i played it once with the raging nathans and once with the dopamines but both times that raging nathans one man we got i don't we we lucked out i think we do pretty well over in the uk actually like i think people like us more there than any anywhere else like in terms of europe or the united states and that show is just like I remember looking up and just being like, "Fuck, dude! There's, there's a there's a ton of people here," and yeah. I was super stoked. And and then we played again. We played in 2018, I think, the next year at a, at a little bit of a bigger stage. And um, yeah, man, I'm I'm I actually like I'm trying to reach out to them again because I want to come back in 2022. And it's hard because everything's being like rebooked with all the you know, the bands from 2020. Yeah. I was supposed to go in 2020. I was really looking forward to it, but it is what it is, but hopefully we'll get you over uh, next year. So before we started talking, uh, we will have listened to uh, Waste My Heart from the new album. Uh, What... What what made that the title track was was the album called Waste My Heart before? No, you know I'm I kind of so Nick and I do most of the writing. Like it's it's funny how we have a, a it's 
of the process that we have, it's like he will have, we'll have complete songs, you know, I'll have one or he'll have one. Sometimes Christian, the bass player, he's been, he's written several songs for us too. So we always had somebody writing, but um, in terms of Waste My Heart, it was just like, we knew that we had another record to, like we had enough, we had been writing songs and we had enough for another record. And when he sent me Waste My Heart, I just, I just knew, like I, I do, I handle most of like the, the kind of like, like the layout, the, like I handle most of everything, you know what I mean? So track listing, like I, I I'm kind of like the guy in charge only in terms of, I like, I know it, I know what I want and I know how to get it, you know, to take the band where I'm seeing it in my head. Yep. And so with that one, I was just like, I heard that song and I, I just knew even before we recorded it, cause he'll send me demos, you know? And, um, he had like a full demo fleshed out for it. And I just knew that that was, I was like, that's the, that's the, the first song. Cause it's really, it's really effective and the lyrics are really good. And, um, the riff is good. And like, as soon as I heard it, I could see like the music video, like, or like what I wanted to attempt with it. And it, it, when, when something like that happens, that's how I, that's how I know that that's a good song is because I immediately like, I, I had all these other ideas as, as soon as I heard it. Yeah. And um, if you look at it's kind of funny. And I just noticed this. If you look at all of the raging Nathan's records, the LPs, at least every one that every uh, first song on every LP is a song written by Nick, not me. <laughs> and uh, I I think that it's, he just sometimes, he's one of those people that can, everything that he does is is really good. And, um, but every once in a while, you know, he writes one of these songs that's just like, fuck, man. You know, when you get goosebumps listening to a song or like, and um, when that happens, you know, I know, I, and that happened with Waste My Heart. So I knew immediately, I was like, that's got, and then, as soon as I thought that, I was like, fuck, well, that could be the name of the record, you know, like waste my heart, you know, start off with waste my heart. And then I had that. It just happened that the, this this record store in town had had found this guy from Indonesia or some shit um, to do like that, like a, that kind of black metal art that's on the cover. Yeah, yeah. But it, it had just done it for like a T-shirt for the record store. And I was like, dude, what, you know, put me in touch with that guy. So fucking, I, I got that artwork done for like, the guy was like, yeah, 80 bucks. I was like, oh, $80, no problem. And I got it. And I was just like, this is just, you know, it just all came together super easy in my head. And also like, I didn't overthink it that much. It was just like, this is what it's going to be. I Coming up with a track listing is the hardest part of the whole process for me. Cause I don't want to leave anything out or sometimes I hear something and it sounds good, but like, you know, a month later it doesn't, you know, so it's difficult to try to pick, but yeah, I knew right away with that one. That was, you know, what I wanted. Cool. Right. Time for a listener submitted question. We call it the big book of bullshit. Uh, and cause it usually is. And Niall is the boss man. Yeah, that. we've got a we've got a healthy post bag this week. Um, I'm going to start with a question from John Bates from the band Born Shitstirers, and he simply asks, "Chips or tits?" Tits. Tits straight yeah. away off the bat. Come on, uh, like <laughs> French, like French fries versus breasts. I mean, when you put it in simplistic terms like that, there's no contest, really, is there? Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that, like, you know, I'm not, like, we're not talking about, like, you know, 
Poker chips. French, yeah, like chips. Well, you know, here we call them chips, crisps. Crisp. Yeah, That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. We're not talking about crisps and like, you know, something else. No, we're talking, talking about French fries and boobies. Yeah, no, tits. All the way, John. Fucking easy peasy. Very easy confident peasy. answer. Very confident. Right. We, we might as well play after that. We might as well play straight into another song. Niall, you can you can have one of your choices this time, son. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Control, Alt-Right, Delete from 2018's Cheap Fame record. Nice. We'll listen to it and come back. Aviation began in Dayton. Orville and Wilbur Wright were the first to construct and demonstrate powered flight. Although the first flight was in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, the Wright Flyer was built in and returned to Dayton for improvements and further flights at Huffman Field, a cow pasture eight miles northeast of Dayton, near the current Wright Patterson Air Force Base. Yeah, that was Control Alt Right Delete from Cheap Fame. Josh, tell us about that. Is that the album with the uh, Insomniac Tribute, I'll call it? Yes. Yeah. yeah that artwork's actually done by Winston Smith, who did the who did Insomniac. Oh, nice. Uh, I was going to ask, like, was... <laughs> did you get any sort of blowback from them? Uh, <laughs> but if it's the same uh, guy, fuck yeah. Them. Well, no. So, like, I, I had uh, when I came up with the name of the record, I knew so. I, I, once again, it kind of just came like I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I reached out to him. I don't remember how I reached out to him, but I got his email address and I wrote him. It was, and I told him exactly the idea that I wanted to do, you know, and pay pay homage to the to Insomniac. And he thought it was a great idea, although he warned me that like you know, custom making like a cover of that record would be very much more expensive than 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 he had like he had like a gallery that I could pick from for a certain price. And when I saw those two paintings, I was, just, or collages, I was like, fuck, like, that's perfect. Like if, if it fits well, and like, I even took like the burn hole, you know, from, I used the same um, font and, and actually like the one thing I'm really proud about myself is that if you, if you get the LP and you look at the insert, I, I like painstakingly like recreated the insomniac insert but like with our lyrics, you know, it's like nice. kind of has that blown out text, like the typewriter font and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I, even on the CD disc, cause I had the CD when I was a kid 
and like it's like this it's like green it's like this weird green color i did that with the cd like you know and and people would be like oh he's ripping off green day and it's like it's like no shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's not very subtle ripoff no it's not i mean it's not supposed to be a ripoff it's supposed to be like like clearly, I mean, the record's called Cheap Fame. It's like obviously we're not taking ourselves too seriously here. Um, but to the Control Alt Right Delete song, that was um, another Nick song. But we wrote the lyrics together, mm-hmm. um, which happens sometimes. Sometimes he'll have a song that doesn't have lyrics, and I'll write them, or vice versa. So this one we actually wrote together in the studio. Um, at at Matt Yonkers from uh, Teen Idols and Less Than Jake, he recorded that record, and uh, we just didn't have lyrics for it, so we kind of came up with it, and it was right, you know, it was like Trump and and all that stuff was kind of coming. The alt right that was like you know kind of new at that well that term, but um, I think it, it's that song's actually so it's about a, a it's about a guy that I was really good friends with that. Um, we were fucking, I was sitting at home one day and I don't know if you guys had heard about it. There was this like protest in a place called Charlottesville. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the white. So dude, fucking I'm watching HBO documentary or the vice documentary about Charlottesville and I'm sitting on the couch and this, and like this guy that I've been friends with for, I mean like, dude, like, you know, we, we were tight homies, you know, not like, just some dude like so I, anyway he walks across the screen wearing a fucking red hat and and wearing a white polo shirt and like and we were like dude wait wait so like we rewinded it you know and it's sure enough it's fucking him you know screaming jews will not replace us or whatever the fuck it is and i was just like blown away man and so like that song is about that dude i mean it's pretty specific too i mean about you know you just I never would have expected that, but we caught his ass on a fucking on the vice documentary. So it was like, there, and then, and then, you know, you call around, you start your friends and you find out that like, yeah, he was down there with another dude that we were, that, that we all grew up with, you know? And it's just like, what the fuck happened, you know, to you guys, you know, and I think it was actually, I mean, I don't know if I guess his girl, I remember one time his girlfriend was like, like all oh, the weather man is like, is hot you know like i want to fuck the weatherman but it was like this black dude and i think that like i think that must have like sent him over the fucking deep end or something man you know <laughs> that's got to be it right like she wants to fuck the, you know, i can't i mean dude we we all lived with fucking you know we all lived with black people hung out with black people that's why like when when my when we were hanging out when we when me and my my best friend we saw that we were like you know, because he's a black guy. We all, and he was like, is this, does he know, like, where he used to, I don't know. It was just the most bizarre fucking thing. He turned into, he called himself, like, a white nationalist separatist. Like, all of okay. them. Ticking all the boxes there. So he right. wants a new, a new nation, but it's mad. There's no point of even trying to second guess what's going through their head. I, I, I'm almost just like, you know what? fucking give it to him go give him south dakota put a fucking wall around it give them as many guns as they want they can fucking shoot each other just they just can't get out like like give them give them south dakota and texas fuck it i mean i like texas but they can have it 
fucking put them all there, put all the stupid white people there and let them fucking shoot each other. And they don't have to, they don't have to be around Jews or black people anymore. And, you know, and I don't have to be around them. So that's, that's where win-win situation. It would be. Win-win. Right. That's got to be another big book of bullshit question then, no? It has, and this is an interesting one. This is from uh, Mark Dotrell. Uh, he wants to know, the favourite Dayton, Ohio musician, Booty Wood or Snooky Young? Bootsy, Bootsy Woods or Snooky Young? I, are, are we talking about uh, Bootsy Collins from the... No, apparently these are uh, these are famous Dayton musicians. Apparently, maybe they're. Hold on, I'm. Gonna, I, what's his name? Booty what? Booty Wood. Booty. Booty Wood. Yeah. Okay. So Booty famous. Wood. <laughs> like like the Raging Nathans. <laughs> American trombonist. Okay. <laughs> well. Definitely don't know that fucking dude. But and who's the other guy? Snooky Young. Snooky Young. These are jazz people. Okay. Well, Mark's from uh, Louisiana, so he he likes all that. Well, there, there was a supplementary question, wasn't there? No. Yeah, we'll go for this one uh, as well. So, the favorite famous Dayton actor, Roblo or Chadlo? Okay. Is this from the same person? Yeah. Okay. So one, well, I had to address the first one, which is I'm sorry that I that I don't know these people because, uh, you know, that's a legitimate. That those are legitimate questions. Maybe 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 you thought I was a fucking jazz singer. <laughs> I don't know. It's all out of our hands. Once it gets into the big book, it's nothing to do with us. We just ask the questions. <laughs> All right, now listen. I I know who Rob Lowe is, but Chad Lowe is that like? Is that like the who the fuck is this guy? Well, I didn't know either. But oh, this is his. This is his brother. <laughs> uh, no, Rob Rob Lowe, I guess, would be the better choice there. That guy. That guy was pretty cool. I agree. This guy looks like. But there's some other. Um, wasn't well. His father, Martin Sh- Martin Sheen is from Dayton. And I would much rather watch a Martin Sheen movie than a Rob Lowe movie. Martin Sheen's from Dayton as well. Wow, you got all the all the celebrities. Well, that's his that's his dad. Is it? I thought that was Charlie Sheen's dad. Well, they're they're all related somehow, right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, Rob Rob Lowe is like Charlie Sheen, Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, Charlie Sheen, like they're all related somehow. No, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, they're 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 all family. I don't, I'm not sure how. Maybe like step. Bro- I don't fucking know. Anyway, Rob Lowe, sure. Yeah, <laughs> biggest dreamboat out of them all as well. I'd say as well. You gotta say, man, he looks pretty fucking good. Like, <laughs> you know, he doesn't really he hasn't really aged much. No, ever know. since uh, he I, had I, his comeback in Wayne's World, it's been sorry, up, up, yeah. up. He looks better now than he did in Wayne's World. You know who else looks better now? Elvira looks better now than she did like 30 years ago. The fuck is up with that? Some people get all the look. 
I love it. But is it my go for a, a so is that too soon for a song? Yeah, I think it's too soon for a song. Niall, have you got another question? A talking got, point. Yeah, Dan Disposable, uh, as you know, Tom is a big, big Raging Nathan's fan. So he's got quite a few questions. So we'll um We'll try and get through as many as we can for Dan. Uh, he wants to know if the Raging Nathans are Dayton's second best punk band, who's the first? Uh, you know, we would have liked to have known that question or the answer to that question as well. Although I would say that um, the best answer would be it doesn't matter because we are the world's last great punk band. So... You know, it doesn't matter who who it doesn't matter who some website thought was Dayton's best punk band because you've all you've all gotten over that now because it's very prominent on your social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like you know, that was like from four years ago. We never changed it, but it, I get a kick out of it. it we've had that question before. Um, he also wants to know if there was one reason to visit Ohio, what would it be? To see the Raging Nathans. I like it. <laughs> yeah, my my dad did uh, his a senior year in high school in Euclid, in Ohio. Euclid, Ohio, is that is that is that near Columbus or something? Do you know where that is? Uh, right up the north of the state. Yeah, yeah. You know, have you guys been here before to the United no. States? No, not yet. Kind of a fucking weird place because it's like every state has these pockets of like, you know, sit, like cities where it's like really densely populated. And some states have quite a f- more, you know, states or cities than, than others. But in between them, the, the entire fucking country is like nothing. And it's like, you know, it's like these pockets of cities. And then just literally like you just drive for hours of, of nothing. And out West, there's at least like, you know, the desert and like, you know, whatever the Grand Canyon and shit, but anywhere you go here is like people will talk about how New York or LA or like these big cities or Chicago are like better than other places, but it doesn't even matter. Cause as soon as you fucking get five minutes outside of any one of these cities, you're just like surrounded by hillbillies, you know, and, and strange place. Yeah. Cause um, I've got small children and, there's some sort of plan to take them to whatever Disney is in Florida, Disney World. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just going to be not real America, is it? It's going to be people from oh. Ohio on holiday in Florida. Well, the funny thing about places like that is you get a real good sense of America, though, don't you? You know, you see with, the, with all those people walking around, you can get a real good fucking... I mean, you know, there might be Alice in Wonderland and Mickey Mouse and shit over here, but like the people that are going to it are like, yeah, you get, you'll get a good sense, um, at least of the people. Yeah, I'm going to the adult Disneyland in October. Hopefully, I'm going to Las Vegas. So, oh yeah, that's a that's a freak show. <laughs> Florida and Vegas too. Um, yeah. I thought you meant. I, I thought you literally meant you were going to an adult Disneyland. Then, yeah, me too. <laughs> like, <what the> <laughs> Dicky Mouse, and uh, Donald Fuck. 
Sounds like a good time. I think we're on to something. I, I, I take my kids to Disney World like once a year. I, I think it's fun. It's always yeah. hot. Everything's expensive. Yeah, that's but what's... It, uh... As long as you know that, though, right? As long as you're prepared for that, then then it, Disney World's fine, you know. They've got you right where they want you. In the in the yeah. middle of Florida. <laughs> and everything's expensive. Spend, spend, spend. Exactly. Right, that is another song time. Now we've uh, talked about sexy Disneyland or whatever. <laughs> That's going to be the intro, isn't it? No. <laughs> is it my song? Yeah, It's it your turn, yeah. Yeah, I, I've gone for Overworked uh, from the new album, Waste My Heart, so we'll listen to it. And then we'll come back.
1995, the Dayton Agreement, a peace accord between the parties to the hostilities of the conflict in Bosnia-Herzegovina and the former Yugoslavia, was negotiated at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base near Fairborn, Ohio from November the 1st to the 21st. That was Overworked from the new Raging Nathan's album, Waste My Heart, and I'd say that's my favourite on the album, Josh. So, obviously it's about being overworked, but was that a you song or uh, somebody Uh, else? No, that was a Nick song. Oh, right, okay. I think that's three Nick songs now. <laughs> oh, overwork. Oh, great song. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, it is a good song. Um, although, like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the truth, man. Like, some people work really hard, and some people are pretty fucking lazy. And <laughs> it's like, I there is this person who left us a review you know and was like i think they did like a youtube review of it or something and they're like and overworked is my favorite song they're like i'm just so exhausted (laughs) i'm just like i like look at my wife who just got home from like a 12-hour shift at the hospital and she's like you know worked like fucking 10 hours of overtime already and she's like miserable and and like and then like there's like this like kid that works at a fucking you know whatever Toy Storm is like, I'm overworked. <laughs> well, hopefully he'll look back in a few years when he's uh, into his career a bit more and go, oh, this is what work is. Not, yeah. He's <laughs> no, complaining about. I'm having, fucking, I'm having some problems with work, dude. Like, like Nick, Nick is really good about, right, you know, about articulating stuff like that. And it's, and it's a good song. Um, cause it's like, it's, it's true. You know, like I don't, pe- people, people work really hard and for not as much money as they deserve and, and things like that. And and all of a sudden, like something happened to me where I became like the old person, you know, like, and it happens like overnight where like, you can't really, we're like, you're not the young band anymore. You're not the one like throwing house shows. You're not like, there's, there's just like, you have kids that like my kids like 15 one of them you know and the problem that i'm having at work is like i've been at my job for 12 years or 30 you know almost 13 years and so i've seen a lot of people come and go and then like the younger kids that are working right now i just feel like don't have as as good of like work ethic i mean as like people my age and and like i hate saying that because it makes me sound like this like old fucking like kids these days you know but i i think it's true because because like the internet and maybe it just gets worse generationally but like everybody has everything at at their fingertips now and everything is so instantly you know gratification instant gratification and like um there's like if i was ever late for work right i would have to call and say i'm gonna be late for work or like if I called off, I'd have to tell my boss. And now they just have this fucking app on your phone, right? That it's like a work chat and everyone's in it. And it's like these, like I'm at work and I'm waiting for the fucking other person to get there and and they don't show up. And I'm like, oh, like these people didn't show up. And they're like, that you open the app and it's like, whoop, can't make it to work today. And it's like, oh, I, is working fucking optional today? Like I, I wish I, you know, <laughs> I wish I had gotten the memo because I wouldn't have fucking came in either, you know? You see so is it maybe because 
we're older now and we've got kids and mortgages and whatever and younger people same as we were just didn't care as much yeah that's that's definitely like part of it for sure because like i have to go to work to pay for you know the things i have but at the same time it like it makes me wonder like this girl i work with was complaining about how she couldn't pay her fucking electric bill and then the next day she she doesn't show up to work so it's like you know that's a little baffling to me because it's like well well, if if you can't afford the electric bill you sure as fuck aren't going to be able to afford it today you know because you didn't come to work um but also i i think it's half that right like they're they're just young and that's fine like but there came a point where i and i was in my early 20s when it happened where i where like i was fucking around at work they told me i was on thin ice you know and that's all it took for me because i was like i was i realized what how good i had it I was like, this is a fucking great job. Like in terms of I can go on tour whenever I want. Nobody tells me what to do. I fucking barely see my bosses. I'm making decent money. Like, you know, and so I just snapped out of it and, and I, you know, and I went to work every day and I don't call off. I, you know, I take a lot of time off, but that's different than, you know, not coming in when you're scheduled. Yeah. And so I don't know, man, maybe it's just like, me being grumpy and and shit like that and getting older. But at the same time, I also feel like I wish that they, that they had a little more sense of like responsibility, I guess, you know, like, like my kid is 15 and she's got a job and she fucking goes to, I didn't tell her to get a job. She went and got a job and like, she started saving money. I mean, it's kind of crazy, dude, you know, and she wants to go to work. And I think those, you know, I, I mean, she's young, like nobody, wants to go to work you know she's gonna have a a, you know a rude awakening there but like she's making money she's got a leg up when she's 18 or 20 and can work at a bar right she's gonna have a leg up on fucking all these other kids who are like don't have the ethic to call call off or even you know or like i don't know i probably sound like a fuck she'll be managing the bar and complaining that they've called off yeah and listen, and like, I'm never mean about it, you know, like I'm never, I, I don't like get shitty with people. Cause I, you know, I've been a, a terrible person too. So I get it, but it's just like, I start, I, I start thinking to myself now, like, are you really overworked or are you just like hung over? You know? <laughs> I think the, 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 the whole thing about the internet being more prevalent has definitely sort of created a little bit of a, not a gap, but a, a, a kind of divide between the generations. I don't know if you saw Tom, but Sonny from uh, the Home Alones, um, like he's a he's a teacher, uh, yeah. and his students got together to make him a, a mix CD because uh, his wife's expecting. I think it's their first child, yeah. and the students actually had to go on the internet and find someone to burn a CD from them. And in my mind, it's like five years ago, I was burning CDs off my laptop and now they're paying someone That's to do that. fucking insane. I could do that on this computer. I'm using now. Yeah, it doesn't make, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And especially it's like, you know, when I was a kid, I, I mean, CDs were around, but I listened to, I knew what records were. I knew what a fucking eight track was. It's like, and with the internet at their fingertips, like if you, if you don't know what this, you know, you could buy a CD. Like uh, if you have a new Mac, right. You just buy a, a CD drive and just plug it in 
it's like you can order that off of Amazon and have it delivered to your overworked job and fucking, you know, the next day. It's for me, the noticeable thing is, is, is music. Like when I first got into punk rock, um, like I got no effects so long and thanks for all the shoes on CD. And I had to go like far to find a shop that had it. And I didn't even know what no effects looked like for the first three or four years. Cause you know, the internet wasn't a thing really. And we didn't get it till quite late in my house. Uh, and you know, now you can just listen to everything no effects has ever done on Spotify in a day and watch them like play live on yeah. YouTube or something. Yeah. It's taken mystery out of it a little bit. It's taken the, the magic out of it. And, you know, it's like, man, you used to have to kind of take a chance on an album cover or like, I, I remember I picked up when I was a kid, I got suffer, you know, bad religion suffer. And inside the CD was um, an uh, epitaph mail order catalog. And I remember that's that was like my first introduction to like I just I ordered records through the mail. I dropped fucking money in an envelope and you know and I still have those records. I you know it's 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 kind of amazing to me, man. It's it's leveled the play like if you want to put your music out there, you, you have the opportunity to be heard by the entire world. But I think that that's not necessarily a good thing, you know. It's it, it's certainly watered it down to you know it's oversaturated where you you don't you're not even listening to a song or a record you're just like listening to five seconds of it and if you don't like it or you you know you just move on to the next thing or it's it's not like the it's not a whole package like it used to be and i think that actually like with the record label there's a i'm looking at these labels and and i don't think that they're they're going with the times actually like they just they're stuck with this formula of like putting out a record and then you know releasing a couple singles before it and then you know doing an album and i'm starting to think you know and it's not like a new concept but i'm starting to think like people really aren't listening to that anymore like music like that like i have an idea for the raging nathan's next record of what, of how, because it's already finished. It's called Hate Cops, and fucking, it's done, and it's just being mixed. And I'm, and I'm considering like how to, how to do it. And we have, you know, we have a couple of splits coming out, so we have like constant. Let's say we have twenty songs, right, that are unreleased. Well, instead of releasing them all and blowing your wad, it's like, well, why not release one song every two weeks for the next five months, and see what happens. And then at the end of that five months, then press the record and people can still buy it as a full record. But in the meantime, you'll be constantly in their ear or on Spotify's, you know, radar or whatever. It just seems like, and and that's a tough thing to do. That's a tough, it's because it's breaking from the norm of how record labels release records, you know, but you know, with us, I feel like I can do whatever I want. So I'm not like, I'm not restricted. Like I'm not worried that someone's gonna get mad at me if I, fuck the record up or something you know what i mean yeah so yeah yeah i think we're we're gonna try it like that this time what what label uh are you working with currently oh i i'm sorry man i run rad girlfriend record ah. also so I, I i play in the nathans and then i i've also been 
releasing all of our records since since we started putting them out. Well, there you go. There you go. We've yeah. had the we've had the Jasons on here before. That was uh, good fun. You know, um, I had an idea. I, I had an idea about the Jasons as well, actually. So I want to I want to start. Ah, man, if I tell you, then everyone's gonna know it's me. <laughs> but I, I don't care. I, so I want to start a band called like the Michaels, right? And then have everybody like dress like in in Michael Myers mask, but it's all the same. It's not. They're not even like different. And then the record will be called "Fuck the Jasons." <laughs> and like it's just you know it's a concept record about about killing the J- and i just think it would be f- like f- like the raging nathans as the michaels like fuck the jasons you know <laughs> um yeah that's my idea zips don't take that. <laughs> keep it under our hats yeah. yeah yeah oh that's that's awesome i didn't know that that's a good bit of knowledge right no you've got the do you want to do another question yeah, let's do another question. Then we'll do the last song. Uh, so, yeah, this is from Duco Vanderveen, who regularly troubles the podcast with uh, serial killer questions. So here's his. If one of the Nathans would turn out to be a serial killer, which one would it be, and why would you say Christian? He's what the British call a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Let it be known, that's the first time that an American has found that word acceptable on this show. Oh, yeah. Um, no, yeah, Christian's a weirdo. I don't know if he has I don't know if he has it in him to kill anybody, though. Um, I would I would say I mean, Christian is, he, he'd be like the go-to answer because he looks like he would do something like that, but I, I don't, I just don't see it, man. I don't know. I, I think I we were all too sensitive to be serial killers, man. We'd be fucking. We would kill somebody and like feel real bad about it. Like I don't think that. Like I don't think that it would be a repeat occurrence. You know what I mean? Like if I killed somebody and I got away with it, I don't. I think I'd be like so guilt fucking ridden for the rest of my life that I would never. You know, I don't think I could do it again. I, I'm pretty sure that Duco asks these questions because he's looking for people to team up with. <laughs> yeah, he's he's done us a couple of times. Yeah, everything serial killers, everything. I'm sure he's looking for someone to help him out. He did something funny to me once. We were at this festival in in Belgium, and that's where he's from. He's and Dutch. fucking yeah. And he came up to me, and he had like this napkin, right? And he's like, he's like, hey, Josh, check this out. And they opened it, and there's just like this this like giant white rock, like with all this powder. And I was like, damn, like, like Duco. And and he was like, you want some? And I was like, yeah. And, and he's like, that's not cocaine. That's, you know, f- fucking flour or sugar. And he thought, <laughs> and he thought it was like really fun. <laughs> he can't yeah, go around getting it. people all excited like that. That's not <laughs> fair. Like, dude, that's, that's pretty fucking. That's pretty good, man. <laughs> well, there you go. That's that's the serial killer questions out of the way. Oh, hey, check it out, Duco. I don't know if you can see, but no, he can't see. <laughs> for the benefit of the tape, Josh has got a pretty mean-looking knife there. Good for cutting uh, up. I love you. Yes, for filleting. He also asks, and I'm worried oh. that this isn't going to be answered. Um, or even Ed. So he wants to know, is there going to be a second video 
of the Goldman slap suit. And I was a bit, what's going on? I hope, I hope not, man. These fucking dudes. We were, uh, it was on one of our tours in in England or the UK, and fucking, we're in the van, man. And you know, and the vans are different over there, so it's like you guys sit facing each other. You know, like like three people will sit one way, and then the other three people will sit yeah, facing. Yeah. And um, I'm just like, you know, looking out the window or like talking, and and these fucking guys who just like slap my 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 knee you know but like hard they fucking slap me and so you know they'd be like look look over there and they fucking whack me and they did this about a hundred times you know over the course of like the tour and they were like i would i would know that they were about to do it too because i would like i would see like a phone sitting in like the corner of the of the van and I'd like look at it and like before it could register it, someone will fucking whack me. <laughs> you know? I'm like, oh, there's Buckingham Palace. Damn, you know. <laughs> so yeah, that was, uh, that was the smack. It's on YouTube. I mean, it only it's so stupid. It's, we'll share you know, that. We'll, we'll find that and we'll put it on the Facebook page for sure. Yeah. And then finally, back to the point, the last one is like we're at this dude's apartment. And, and so I'm, I'm like on my, so they're videotapes, I'm on my phone and someone just smacks me and I don't even like, I don't even like register. I don't even react or like register. I'm just like, mm, <laughs> like get the fuck off me. It's like enough. So is this video like a, a, a compilation of slaps? Or... <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's got to be quite touching that someone took the time to stitch all those clips together uh, in honor oh, yeah, of the he... slap. He is a, like I said, he's a cunt. <laughs> right, Niall, you've, cho- you've got the honour of choosing the, the song that's going to play us out and Josh is going to tell us about it. Which one is it? Remind it's, me. It's uh, Free Parking from the 2014 debut, Losing It. Oh, another Nick song. Ah, <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know, this actually brings up, it, it, it actually brings up a pretty interesting point you know it's like uh i find that people really like nick's songs they relate to them and mine are are sort of like it's like comparing like the weezer like the blue record to pinkerton yeah yeah. i mean and and what i what sometimes i'll do i'll like fuck with like my wife i'll be like i'll play the record and i'll be like all right if you can tell like Let's let's play a game. Like you tell me who wrote which song, and she's pretty good about it. And and if you listen to them, you can actually like they're pretty they're pretty different in terms of like style. And and we we each have our own style, so it's it's pretty funny. I would like to make like a playlist of all of my songs and all of Nick's songs, and um and like see who you know how many people like his fucking shit over mine, but. <laughs> Um, free parking was a, a song about this guy. Is that's a good one to pick? There's this guy here called uh, Louis Wood Jr. And this guy is a fucking just a just a cretin man. And he he was like you know he used to book these like um, like tribute shows you know like uh, like Morrissey tribute night or fucking you know like whatever. Misfits tribute night, and um, yeah, he's just—he was just like this, like 
fucking idiot, dude. He, he, he like, he's just a stupid kind of guy, like, bad dude. You know, I don't know. He's just a, he just sucks, man. He, like, beat up his grandma or something, you know? Like, like for real, like, he, like, went to jail because he, like, smacked his grandma. And, Motherfucker. You know, he, and then he was, like, he had, like, some vendetta against the bar that I work at. He's, like, he's, like, just, like, a dork, man, you know, that, that, like, nobody wants to be around. And he started making, like, I mean, I can't even make this shit up. He started making these memes of people that worked, like, in the Oregon district, which is which is where my, my bar is located. Just, like, just... You know, he he always felt like he was he was like being ostracized by people, but the reality is is that he was just an awful person that nobody wanted to be around, and he just does things that's not like he would make these memes of people that that just said like stupid shit like that that aren't even funny. You know, he would like take a picture of like let's say like me playing my guitar, and he'd be like, you know cool guy <laughs> like it's the lamest shit in the you know anyway so um in, he incel he's got an what's that is he an incel oh he absolutely absolutely yeah. sounds like it that's that's the perfect word for it but he's but he's you know and he's older he's like he's older than me he's got to be like in his 40s you know and he's he's just a just a fucking he's definitely got an ass whooping coming to him man because i mean he's just like he's kind of said terrible shit to a lot of different people and and people that he doesn't know or like it's just he views everybody as this one body of people that are like against him or something i don't know he told me he, he said something real fucked up to me about my kids once and like you know, I just like I just blocked him from everything because I'm like, what? You know, if I see this guy, I'm gonna fucking break his nose. You know, but then it's like, well, what is it? What does that accomplish? You know, this guy's just, he's just a fucking um, like a vampire. He just sucks the fucking. You know, he want, craves the attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, free parking's about him. Oh, because he <laughs> it's it's called free parking because at one of the those like tribute shows, like he used to put on the he used to put on the flyer <laughs> like free parking. Like it was, you know, like that's, that was that's what's gonna seal the deal to get people through the door. <laughs> free parking, yeah. A tribute bands as big a thing in the States as they are here. Because it's quite a lucrative uh well business. Yeah, fucking if you could do it right, man. There was this. So I used to be in a band before the Rage Nations. I used to be in a band called Rad Company, and it turned out that there was another band called Rad Company that was a fucking Bad Company tribute band, and they were playing like Las Vegas. And I'm just like, you know, I'm I'm watching them like, fuck these these guys suck, but they're like making like a million bucks more than we are, you know, <laughs> making as much as Bad Company, yeah. Just you know, weird story. I was at the bar one day I was bartending and this fucking guy sits down with this woman and it was karaoke that night at the bar. And somebody said something about karaoke and she goes, she kind of like, I, you know, I he, I'm hearing what's going on. She pokes him. She's like, she's like, Oh, maybe you could get up there and sing one of your songs, you know? And I'm like, Oh man, like who is this fucking guy? And like, I'm looking at him and she says his name. So I fucking looked up, I Googled his name and it was, the, it was the fucking singer from bad company sitting at the bar paul rogers he, 
it was the second guy. Ah. Brian. Brian's, I forget his name. But he had had heart surgery and his family or something lived in Dayton or his wife's family lived in Dayton. And so he was living there. He just passed away. But I said to him, I had this picture of me and him. And I said, hey, man, I was like, oh, I was like, you fucking, I was like, yeah, like, feel like making love, you know? And he was like, no, that was the first guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I didn't, I can't think of any songs that aren't Paul Rogers, really. uh, Yeah, I don't, I, I, he'd have been pretty, Paul is the first guy, right? The song, Bad Guy. Yeah, yeah. But he'd be pretty disappointed going through the karaoke book going, no, first guy. No, first guy. <laughs> <laughs> he, was pretty, he was pretty gracious about it. I mean, I, you know, I could imagine that that's not the first time that's happened to him, you know. But uh, Definitely not. <laughs> right. But bands, yeah, yeah. If you can do it, do, even cover bands, just cover bands. If you can, if you can play a two-hour set of, you know, Tom Petty songs or whatever, fucking that's where the money is. You go to the mall and they'll fucking book you. You play, make 500 bucks, whatever. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't no punk rock, man. No, but you have to play in the mall. Dude, wait, I, I know that I talk a lot, but there was this fucking cover band playing at the mall, at the outside mall, and we went to a restaurant. And when we came out, they were playing Dire Straits, you know, Sultan of Swing. Uh. And I'm like, I come out like right where he's about to play the solo, you know? And I'm just like, I'm like, t- like nudging my wife, like, oh, fuck. Like, is he going to fuck it up? Like, he's got to fuck. Like, no, he can't play. and the guy fucking, like, I had to see if he was good. And he nailed it, man. It was so good. And I was like, well, that's why you're getting paid the fucking big bucks, buddy. I mean, fuck, man. I was playing at this, it was a bikers, bikers weekend. And there was a punk stage and my band was playing. And, uh, there were some young kids, like teenagers, and they'd gone done the full 80s hair metal thing, uh, and they did Jump by Van Halen. Uh, and we did a similar thing coming up to the solo. We were like, yeah, he's going to fuck this up. Look at him, the little twat. And he he absolutely, now everyone was just like. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you doing playing fucking Van Halen covers, dude? You know? <laughs> Go write your own f- fucking songs. Yeah. What What are you doing playing Van Halen covers? Oh, sorry. I was too busy counting my money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, Josh, we better leave it, man. Uh, we'll listen to Free Parking. Get on, uh, everyone. Get on the streamers. Uh, is the, phys- the new album out physically yet, or is that imminent? Yeah, no. Uh, Waste My Heart is out in Europe and the UK on Brass Neck Records, and uh, you can get it here on... Them boys at Brassnet, we got a, yeah, got a lot to thank them for. Thanks for your time, Josh. Really appreciate it, mate. Yeah, thank you, man. Hey, thank you for having me. I really, pre- I had a lot of fun. Thank you, guys. Good, mate. Look after yourself. Same. See you guys. See you later, Take dude. Care. Thanks a lot. I've got to try and find the. There we go. No, I can never do this, can I? <laughs> this is awkward. It always is. See you later. <laughs> Is this the end, or like, like, do I, do I, do I get out of here now, or like, do, is yeah, like we're just gonna do our continuity stuff. Yeah, this is it now. Okay. All right, guys, I'll see you later. All right, thanks. thanks Cheers, mate. Time. Really, really, really appreciate it. I'll Take speak to care. you soon. Take care.
Dayton is known as the Gem City. The nickname's origin is uncertain, but several theories exist. In the early 19th century, a well-known racehorse named Gem hailed from Dayton. In 1845, an article published in the Cincinnati Daily Chronicle by the, an author known as T stated, On a small bend of the Great Miami River, with canals on the east and south, it can be fairly said, without infringing on the rights of others, that Dayton is the gem of all our interior towns. It possesses wealth, refinement, enterprise, and a beautiful country, beautifully developed. i got to make it weird, Tom. Because <laughs> otherwise they're just fucking sat there. While I'm looking at this thing. That's a terribly British thing, isn't it? Like, okay, oh, bye. you see ya. Oh, no, no, bye. <laughs> Excuse me a moment, just why I do this. No, I enjoyed that. No, that, that was good lols. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Good lols. Good lols, good lols. Good, good talker. No dead air. Good lad. Yeah. Yeah, I hope they come over. I'd like to uh, have a pint or a little sniff of some flour off Duco with him. <laughs> Better be hero. Just before we go, before we move on, uh, I did say that uh, we received an email um, recently from a podcast hosty thing called Podbean, and it said someone's left a comment about your podcast. But this has never happened before. I wish we had uh, a correspondence sting. Because it's been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> it has been. And do bear with me. Yeah, I was like, oh, someone's left a comment about a podcast. This has never happened before on Podbean. And uh, someone, it doesn't say who it is, doesn't say anything where they're from. It says, uh, discovered yesterday, binged today whilst day drinking and planning ways to hide said day drinking when the missus gets home tonight. Midlife grumpery at its best. Good banter. So if if you're listening, whoever that is, thank you. Thank you, Enjoy yes. It. Must have been a hell of a day drinking session to binge that. Yeah, I hope you don't didn't get in too much trouble, but happy to help. Happy to help. Uh, shall we do my song choice? Yes, let's. Let's. Uh, do you remember, um, cast your mind back to when we recorded that Punkarama special with Dan? Yeah. And I was talking about a band called Union Trethe, or Union 13, if you're English, and their cover of uh, Roots Radicals in Spanish. I remember. Well, you no longer have to imagine that, because I chose it. So shall we listen to that? Yes, let's. Con la música que ha 
is primarily served by three interstates, Interstate 75, Interstate 70, and Interstate 675. US 35 is a major limited-access east-west highway that bisects the city. It's most widely used between Drexel and Xenia. En mi barrio. It was Roots Radicals, or Lost Roots Radicalis, by Union Trefe. Uh, yeah, it was all right. That I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, I think I lifted that from uh, Give Him the Boot One compilation. It's a live recording. Sorry, I've been going a bit mad for the old live recordings lately. Smashing. We've all missed a bit of live music, haven't we? We do all miss a bit of live music, but we're still plodding on with Nihilism's Battle of the Bands, which is going to accumulate in some sort of vote. <laughs> your fucking idea don't put your head in your hands now oh no I should have done something entirely different or structured it better yeah, or left yeah. the whole thing for season 5 instead of letting it spill over like a microwaved bowl of custard or something like a microwave oven just oh, on no. the dire straits thing singing again sorry go on um, what you got today today's Nihilism Battle of the Bands track, insert a stinger here, is a, ti- uh, a title track. No, it's not even a fucking title track. What a prick. It's by a local band from Derby. Is he? Yeah, we've actually seen them live together, you and I. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, this is by Derby's own Los Fatso Libres, oh, and yeah. it's a track off their EP, which is entitled Stephanie, the track. They're from Sheffield. EP. No, no. Um, the singer is that Richie guy that was in another band. Fucking useful trivia. <laughs> yeah, they're really good. Um, I enjoy them a lot. Yes, they but are don't, good. Don't let that influence you, voting when that eventually comes. No, on on the nihilism's battle of the bands uh, sort of theme. Um, I was speaking to. Johnny Wilson from Cat's Claw Records. Meow. Uh, yes, who did us another uh, another rice. Yeah, a rather nice uh, Instagram shout out with like a whole did. copy and paste of the post and everything. Yep. He's a good lad. Good lad. Uh, he, I said to him, what's Clayton's English like? Because you know they're nonce. And um, he asked them for us and they said, thank you. They're really honoured and really happy. And uh, But but they they think they'd struggle so we fucking struggle at the best times. Uh, say, no pound problem, Clayton. Visé mon visage. 
aujourd'hui. Butchering foreign languages is probably my favourite thing to do on here. I, I just think it's hilarious because I'm really trying and I know what I'm <laughs> saying makes sense, but in context. Anyway, let's listen to lots of Fatso Libres and uh, lament about Stephanie. We don't know who we've got next time, so... It's a mystery. As Toya would say. C'est un mystère. <laughs> is that right? I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, adios. I'll feed the same pet. Mange I was going to do I'll feed, I'll feed the same. Aujourd'hui, Tom. Aujourd'hui. Mange too. Uh, see you next time, whatever that's going to be. Uh, yeah. Bye. Bye.
Notable people from Dayton, Ohio include Martin Sheen, actor and father of the Sheen acting dynasty, Rob Lowe, the actor and major star of the film Wayne's World, Rob Durdeck, the skateboarder, Andy Harmon, the NFL player for the Philadelphia Eagles, and Justin Masterson, baseball player and pitcher. (laughs) 